You're on the fan. Keith, uh, my boy, man. I hope you recognize this voice, man. Um, I talked to you mad before, met up again, whatever. Stadium, my brother. You know, I before I just want to say I'm really happy for you and all your success, man. You know, you've been you've been grinding since day one. You know, pinstripe strong you do with with the McFlies, man. You know, I know you're a Cowboys fan, but it doesn't change the fact that you are a good person, a good man, and I really am really proud of all the success you've done, man. Really proud of you. James, of course I know who this is. I know the voice, man. We did uh, that NFL podcast. You being a Giants fan, me being a Cowboys fan, and we went back and forth a couple years ago. Thanks for calling in, man. I see your question is, who's Yanks kryptonite? What what do you got? Yes. Okay, so here's the thing. Yankees are riding high. And, you know, we got a 11-game winning streak, you know. But, of course, all good things must come to an end. And if you had to pick a team, that could, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, beat us, but, you know, I guess you can say slow us down. Um, who would it be? Like, which team would say, I right, would pump the brakes for just a little bit because we can't be convenient. It's hard for us to go on a, a, a major winning streak to end because it's very impossible. Sorry about that. I'm hitting the wrong button here to use my my mic. Say that say that again, James. What was the question? Uh, I said, um, which team, um, which which team um, would be the Yankees tonight, and which team is going to end our beloved winning streak? Because all good things, unfortunately, must come to an end. Oh, I, I hate to say it, but I think we I think we lose a game this uh, weekend in Oakland. Um, you guys yeah. know it sucks to play in the Coliseum. Their fans are. Always turned up when the Yankees come. They got the Vuvuzelas. They're playing the drums. Uh, I think there's some night games out here. They're going to be drunk. And there's a chance that we lose one of these games because the Oakland A's aren't bad. The the Oakland A's aren't far behind us in the wild card race. And, uh, you know, there's a chance we lose one of the games this weekend. Especially, you know, we just had this day off. The guys got a nice, beautiful day in Cali to to have off. The, The streak could end tomorrow. Now, I'm not conceding a loss, but I'm just being realistic. It's baseball. Um, you know, it's tough to win 12 games in a row. It's tough to win 11 games in a row, and we just did it. Uh, I don't think the A's are our kryptonite, but I think, you know, with four games lined up against the A's, we could take three out of four. They might get one off of us. Absolutely. And also, um, and before I go, the Orioles actually won a game. I can't believe it. And I was actually hoping they win a game, Keith, because I don't want, I don't want us, our Yankees to be the team to give the Baltimore their win. So Baltimore finally ended their, ended their um, losing streak against the A's. And again, thank you so much, Keith, for taking my call. You have a great rest of the night and continue killing on the fan, brother. And I'll see you around at Yankee Games. Of course, man. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for the support always. We're going to go to a break. Appreciate y'all listening and rocking with. The Twins are continuing to be bad people. The Red Sox are winning. 3-0. The Yankees go for 12 in a row tonight with Jameson Tyon on the bump against the Oakland Athletics. We're about to have DJ Bingenton on the podcast. He is your man behind the mirror of breaking balls. He works the engine. He's the horse. He does 90% of the work. And Emily wow. John 
just get pretty. You know, you know, M M Emily is is you know Beyonce. John is the other women, and DJ Bidgington is the star that made it all. Yankee lineup, DJ at second, leading off, Anthony Rizzo at first, batting second, Aaron Judge in right, batting third, Joey Gallo in left, batting cleanup, John Carlos Stanton at the designated hitter, Gary Sanchez behind the plate, your boy, Brett Gardner in center field, the return of Gio Urshela, and Andrew Squid Velasquez at short, no Luke Voigt, and I was surprised. I originally thought maybe Rizzo would sit today, let Voigt play first, keep G in the lineup, but this is this is very, very telling. Now, out of a four-game series, Rizzo's probably going to get a day off, but you got to get Rizzo going. You know, for me, Sunday's it. After Sunday, the COVID excuse goes out the window, but people got to remember, that is still very valid, and after we get off with DJ Benjington, on a whole separate podcast, we're going to break down Keith McPherson on the fan this morning. He did 11 p.m. on Wednesday, ended 2 a.m. on Thursday. He killed it. He took calls, and it's going to be a fantastic conversation. And even this clown James managed to put on his big boy pants, and he stayed up. I was so shocked. Because James didn't speak till almost 12.20. So I was truly shocked. Well, look. Um, first things first. DJ Bennington, you know what he is? He's like, the, he's, 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 like the, he's like the Ariana Grande, you know. Where, like, she came from, like, a show and became a star. He's a star. And, yeah, um, Emily is the Beyonce. Let's give it. And you know who John is? John is the Kelly Rowland. Like, he's just there. He has a couple of good hits here and there. But, you know, he ain't no Beyonce. That's just how it is. Secondly, yes, I stayed up to see, to talk to Keith. That will be discussed on the separate podcast, so we'll discuss that later. But, man, you know, this is some big game for the Yankees. Can't wait to talk to DJ Bennington on the ones and twos. I'm excited. Can't wait for that, man. Yes, sir. We are here now live with the heart of breaking balls, DJ Bidgington. First, you know, how 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 are you doing so far, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. This is actually the first podcast I have ever been on. That's that's <laughs> awesome. And a lot of a lot of radio shows like to lift up the curtain. Um it is now Thursday. Since y'all moved up to Tuesday, sometimes you drop the pod on Thursdays, sometimes you drop the pod on Fridays. Did you finish putting the pod together so far? Well, yeah, we did. We actually, we always try to get it out there. It's a rare, rare opportunity, you know, because something came up or whatever, we'll, we'll release on Friday. But yes, we have a podcast uh, that's going to be released uh, probably in the next, I don't know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Uh, the editing is done on Wednesdays, which is my job. And we spend uh, upwards of 12 to 14 hours doing that. 
Thursdays are for uh, post-production and mastering and the, getting all the uh, graphics together and the information, and then we release it. So it's coming out uh, very shortly. DJ, uh, DJ um, this is James. going to happen to some sports dudes. Um, two things. First, how are you doing on this beautiful Thursday hot evening on the East Coast? I, I'm doing great. Uh, luckily for me, I work and spend most of my time in a studio where I have air conditioning. Thank God I'm not working outside because I would have probably melted. And, oh man, and secondly, more importantly, so um, before we get on to the, all the cool stuff, on, so I want to know is that how did you how did you get able to work with Emily Nyman and how did you get started? So well, that's what I want to know. <laughs> well, Emma's my Emma's my fiance. And, been together for, for quite a while and you know she's much more into baseball than I am. I've been a Yankee fan since I was a child so for a pretty long time but that's where it ended. I mean I've been to some stadiums around the country. I, I've been to, I used to live in California so I've been to the stadium there but I was never as a knowledge of, of baseball uh, is incredible and you know, as we've been together and as time has gone on, uh, before even COVID, I've been telling her that she should start a podcast just for, you know, the conversations I've seen her have and um, just the posts that she's made. And then, you know, thanks to COVID, and COVID, you know, is, is absolutely horrible. But one of the things that did, you know, being stuck indoors and having nothing to do, you know, we were like, you know something, this is the time. And I'm glad that she started it. I mean, I, it's a pleasure to edit every week and, you know, and you, you guys hear the final product. So, eight minutes ago, Brian Hoke announced that Corey Kluber will be activated and pitch for the New York Yankees on oh Monday. And second of all, James just snitched himself out. Snitched himself out, didn't even think twice, didn't even care. We've had Emily on the podcast four times. In total, wow. we probably talked to her over the past two years, all right? She's said countless times on the pod that DJ Binnington is her fiancé. So, one, James obviously doesn't pay attention to when Emily speaks. Shame on you, sir. That's not that. I just wanted to know, like, his thought, like, how'd you get started? Like, you know, I just want to know how you get started. I knew you were his fiancé. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I but no 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 I believe lifting a the curtain, Vincent. I believe I met you at the sweet game at Yankee at Yankee Stadium against the yeah. Mets. I believe I met yeah. So I met you. Yeah, yeah. You did. Exactly. You were sitting there chatting, chatting with John. I believe. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. I was sitting there chatting with John. Me and John got along just fine. You know, he's talking about his his pathetic Ottawa Senators. And, you know, and his oh, 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 now you're ripping John. Sure, sure, sure. But um, yes, Brandon yes, Cuddy so, yes. also said Louis Severino has been cleared to start his throwing program again. So, again, right? He stopped throwing for a week. Uh-huh. He shouldn't have to start from ground zero. Let's hope. But, you know what? If he does pitch for the Yankees this year, it shouldn't be more than out of the bullpen. Starting would try to be crazy. That's like the Mets trying to... Uh, have have the Grom make a couple starts. It's it's incredibly stupid. Um. So if DJ, if you choose not to answer, I understand. But I think people would love to know the answer to this question. Uh-oh. How did you propose to Emily? 
How was this set up? Was it romantic? Was it fancy? Did it take a lot of planning? What Was she shocked? How did you do it? Well, I, 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 it was, it's nothing like that. It wasn't anything too crazy. I actually surprised her on uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, she had come home from work. I always used to do something special for her on New Year's Eve. You know, have champagne and some stuff set up. And, and it, it, it's nothing, it wasn't anything too crazy. But I, I had a, a present for her waiting there on the, the table. Uh, and just, uh, it was actually a book of wedding planning. And that was the first, like, tip off that I was going to do something. And when she opened it, I was down on one knee and then gave her the ring. So that's how it proposed. It wasn't actually a destination or anything like that, you know. That's very cool, Mom. Yeah, it's just, that's just you know, standard stuff. But you still got me hooked. I'm, I'm still thinking about that Kluber coming back. My God. Well, well, Kluber, like, they stressed out Kluber. Um, so they're having him pitch Monday because that's kind of the end of Heaney. And with Severino, I agree with Nick. I think you're going to have to, like, you know, just what they would do with, with Kendergaard, I'm going to put, I'm going to put Severino in the bullpen. Because you need you need bullpen help, especially since Chapman is not right. So all I'm asking for Kluber is five to six innings of quality baseball under three runs. Because Kluber is older, and he's just coming off a major injury, and we're going to need Kluber going forward with the pitching rotation. So that's all I'm asking for Kluber. What do you guys think? I think you're right. I think that. I think you can't you can't push them too hard, but at the same time you you have to work them and you have to work them as much as humanly possible. Kluver, I mean, coming off a uh, a no hitter and then getting and and then being injured, I'm sure that he he in his head has been itching to come back. And with Severino, that I agree with you. I, he, that's a different situation. But when I look at when I look at how we've been doing and knowing the teams that we have to come up against, especially if and when we make it into the playoffs. The Death Star has got to be, you know, locked and loaded, if you would agree. So, Kluber threw 60 pitches in Somerset on his last time outing. They usually bump it up between 10 to 15 pitches the next start. So, I said as long as he could go 75 to 80, it's worth him making his next start with the Yankees. So, he starts Monday. I assume they're, they're going to go based on how he works how long or short his innings is. If he's averaging the normal 12 pitches per inning, he could probably go five. If he has an inning where he throws 19, he's probably going four and a third. Then, his second start would probably come either Sunday or Monday. And then in that start, you could stretch him out a little bit more. And if Severino can be on the Yankees, I would like to say by September 20th, the latest, that either gets him two starts or four to five relief appearances. But because of the struggles of a bullpen, you know, as, as a starter, you can't stretch 98 plus throughout a game. You got to rear back a little bit, save a little bit. If he could go two, three innings every and keep in mind, because he's coming back off, he's probably not going to go back-to-back days out of the bullpen. Probably put him in one day off. So, if, if he can make a relief appearance on, on, on the 20th, again again on the 22nd or the 23rd, again on the 26th, again on the 29th, and one more time, or 
Or you know what? Maybe not even during the raise. Maybe a side session during the raise because you don't want to show the raise too much. Unless they really need that game. Same same with the Yankees. If if the Yankees cannot get the division by the race series, you know what? You don't pitch Cole again. You don't pitch Tyon again. You don't you don't play your starters too much. You don't pitch your K relievers. You you have to be realistically two games back in the division going into going into that series. Best case, best case scenario one, because if you lose one, you can still get the division. So if you go into that. Series with three games down the division, you're not getting the division because there's no way the Yankees are going to sweep. So there's a lot there to digest, but today the Yankees are going for 12 in a row. You know, so DJ, do you think the Yankees will win tonight? And what have been your thoughts over the past 11 games? Well, just talking about what you were talking about with Kluber and Severino, I agree with you. I think. I'm actually kind of shocked that Severino's going to be able to come back in time. I mean, I know that he's been working hard, but I, I don't think they're going to push him too much. And seeing Kluber coming back, we really definitely need that. Um, I, I forgot what our schedule is coming up after the the A's, but it, it does um, Orioles, um, Angels, oh, Angels, and then Orioles. Oh, James. By the way, speaking of breaking balls, before one of your lines that you've used in. Uh, Calling into breaking balls when M was a um, a fan during that period of time where I think she lost the bet where she was an Orioles fan where you went go birds. I to this day still use actually that every time the Orioles come up. I still do. I think it was one of the funniest lines I have ever heard. And to this day, every time every time the Orioles do anything, I see them like, like the other day they just won and I was like go birds. Thanks, dear. But, drive me crazy, man, so much. Oh, the, 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 the level of the din there, I don't know what you'd call it, is just, it's annoying, and it does affect, I mean, I believe it would affect the players too, but just in general, that stadium is such a mess. So, I'll be curious to see how they do. Uh, game one's going to be a big deal. I, I definitely think that, that they have a chance to sweep them. And then, um, look, you know, the, we, we can beat everyone. We've seen it. You know, we, we had a rough patch. We worked through it. Now we're, you know, look, look at the, the teams that we've beat. And, yes, they seem to like to make it difficult on themselves. I mean, the other night, I don't know about you guys, but, oh, my God. That was ridiculous. Oh, Chapman A. Chapman. I'm sorry. Chapman A. Chapman. You're going to have to work. You want you to to do with Chapman? You're going to have to do with Chapman how you try to pick Brent. Whatever the game is, if the A's are winning 10 to nothing or the Yankees are winning 10 to nothing, that's when you bring in Chapman in, have him work out his kinks, you bring him on slowly, because I don't know if you can win a championship with Chapman as your closer. You're going to have to mix and match, and you're going to have to go by committee. So that's the best thing you're going to have to do, because that's because Chapman ain't right. And man, he, he, I mean, he didn't get a BS call with, uh, with Albies. 
you know, clearly swinging, but man, Chapman just ain't right. So I, that's going to be tough. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, it used to be with Chapman. If I saw him sweating like crazy, I knew we were in good shape. But when I see him up on the mound and I, I see him working as hard as he's working and he's not getting the production from his pitches that he's supposed to be, yet something has definitely changed in him. But, you know, at the end of the day, unless they change his position, he is the closer of the Yankees, and they're going to keep bringing him up, you know, and thank, thank God they took him out. What was it? Uh, they, they they brought in a run. It was like 5-4, and then they got him out of there. I mean, I, at that point, yeah. at least he worked a little bit, but I don't know what to say about him. It's, it's very bizarre. Um, this is This is something that I'm not sure if it's true, but Michael K was talking about it on his show today, so I wonder what John thinks about this. But he was saying that it's been going around the Mets that the contract Lindor got wasn't quite making him happy enough. So which is why they traded for his best friend Javier Baez. Can you imagine how $345 million is not good enough to make you happy? And he was also saying that Cohen built his whole success on leverage. So once he... Because he thinks he, thinks he signed Lindor the extension now... Because the fans were demanding it. So, he was saying he gave away his leverage by doing it. Because he said he should have let Lindor play out the contract. And see if he can take New York. Because right now, if he's still playing under that one year deal. He's not even touching $200 million. So, what do you what do you think about all that? Well... I mean, I'm not going to speak for John because and John. Is, yeah, I, I, well, that's I, why I'm asking. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I, you know what the most dangerous thing is. You never want to be a Yankee fan talking for a Mets fan. That never ever works out well. But, but listen, the way I look at it, listen, that could all be true if it is. But I, I personally don't think so because Lindor's contract is Lindor's contract. It's a ridiculously large contract. I cannot see Steve Cohen, you know, playing kindergarten teacher Cohen. You know something? I think he needs a friend. Let's get him into the let's get him into nap time with one of his friends there to help him along with the contract. He's, he's doing it. Uh, the businessmen are businessmen. If he sees something worthwhile to sign for him, this guy is not going to spend a dime more than he thinks he needs to. But the the overall situation with the Mets. I think Lindor aside, you know what's really funny? I think the most interesting circus you're going to see is what's going to happen if the Mets continue down the line that they're going, especially with Lindor's contract and everything going on. I would be curious to see what he does in the offseason. I'm curious to see if he becomes like the wizard on top of the mountain and just casts a spell and just wipes clean the, the team and starts over because he... I can tell just from Twitter that he has, I don't know if you guys have noticed, like he's, he's become really silent. When they're winning, he's a, a nice chatter, but when he is gone, he's gone. And I think that 
he's thinking about Lindor. I'm sure he's thinking about his other the other signings that he's done. He's looking at the the, the standings and going, oh boy, you know, just like any of his stocks going down. I'm, I'm sure he's thinking about what to do next. But the reasoning for the signings that they did, I don't know. I'm really curious to see what John would say about that because I, I personally don't. Here's the thing. Um, see, all three of us here are Yankee fans, so we're not going to give the Mets any like sympathy pauses or boo-hoo, bro, with me. Mm-hmm. Because when, because listen, when Cohen bought the team, it was like, oh, no more well pawns, man. Yeah. yeah, we're coming for you. We're coming for you, Yankees. We won New York. And the Mets, unfortunately, they're in a division where any one of the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, and the Rays will be easily winning that division. They're in a terrible division. As far as Lindor is concerned, I think the Mets dropped the ball with this. And I'm not speaking for a Mets fan. I think if, if, if I can be John for a second because I know what it's like to root for a team that stinks, I'm a Knicks fan, so I can I can kind of speak for a Mets oh, fan. Um, I'm sorry. They think, I know, um, I, I, accept, I accept my losses. Um, and I can speak for him as a Mets fan, are, are one of those little syndrome brother people that think that they need they need a superstar to build them, to give them validation. So the Mets fans were pressuring ownership to sign Lindor because they were like, oh, well, you can't, you can't trade X, Y, and Z and not sign the guy, kind of like the Knicks did with Melo. So basically what's going to happen is this is going to blow up in their face. I don't think Lindor is going to be as good as the contract is, and the Mets are going to really hurt themselves because they should have done the smart, prudent thing, trade for Lindor, let him play out, see what happens. And if he stinks, he don't get that $300 million contract. And now, because of that, Correa, Seager, they're not getting $300 million. So the Mets screwed themselves over. And I don't have any sympathy for Mets fans because all they're saying is that they won New York, we won New York, and, well, look at you, you can't even win a shitty division. So no sympathy for me. Except for John. I like John, so I do feel bad for John. The rest can go search. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure John, I'm sure we're going to hear, you're going to hear from John about this one for sure. But, you know, the old saying, (laughs) you make the bed, you lie in, and, the, the case for Steve Cohen is going to be very interesting because, like you said, the Nets were wanted the Will Ponds out. They got the Will Ponds out. Now you have a billionaire owner whose priority is not the Mets. He's got his own business. His money that he has, the buying the team did not even affect him. This is a, a toy for him. This is his, you know, this was his lifelong, you know, the team. I, I believe he was a fan since he was a kid. Mets, Mets, Mets. This is him, but this is his, his his side project. So we don't know yet what type of owner he's going to be. I don't know if the Mets have become. Think about how he was when he first got the team. Yeah, he got a nice big shiny shiny gift for the Mets. He changed things around. He got the black jersey. As the as the the team has not been doing as well. You know, you wonder if he's getting a little tired with his toy and dealing with all the problems and dealing with Twitter and everything. And we really don't know who what type of owner he's going to be, but it'll be curious to see, you know, what happens and how much time and how, what he does with, you know, dealing with Lindor. And you're never going to trade that contract away, so you're stuck with him. From also Brian Hulk, Glaber Torres could return to the roster and with the team when the Yankees come back to the Bronx. Also, with Kluber coming to the rotation, Andrew Heaney will go to the bullpen, so that will help for some long relief, probably some, you know, 
lefty matchups if you get two out of three lefties in the lineup at, at that spot. So Red Sox are currently winning 4 nothing. We need the Royals to beat the Mariners tonight. And we need the Yankees to, of course, beat the A's. Because we're at a point now, if we get the division, we, we, we can't go past five games. So we win tonight, we're at four. But we lose tonight, we're at the danger point to where it's five. And with the Rays playing the Orioles, at, even though they're on a two-game winning streak, nice for them. They, they beat the Angels. Congratulations. But let's be honest. Rays are probably sweeping the Orioles. The Orioles probably won't score more than five runs. Sorry, Emily. But, you know, it's it's just unfortunate that teams like the Orioles and the Pirates exist. They're not even trying. I think any one of us can make those teams better. Um, so, the question for DJ. How did you get to, you know, want to become a producer and, you know, put put stuff together like like what you do for Breaking Balls? DJ? I actually did not start out being an audio engineer. Uh, I actually started out being a talent manager. But when I was younger, I used to be a DJ. And you know, in being a DJ, you learn mixing, and you got to have a certain sense of audio. And when I was a talent manager, I happened to be in a studio, and uh, it just uh, a set of events occurred where I actually ended up filling in on a radio station, and then I ended up working in a recording studio, and then it just it, over time, it just became something that. Apparently, I was prolific at without actually even knowing that I could do it, especially to do it at that level. And the next thing I knew, after about 10 years, I ended up, you know, working in recording studios, doing live concerts. Um, never edited a podcast uh, until Breaking Balls. Um, I've done vocals. I've, I've done a variety of different things. Like I'm currently working for radio stations, you know, uh, around the country doing uh, radio shows and, and, and just editing their audio. But this is the first foray into podcasting. And it's interesting because it is very different, uh, at, least for the, at least for me, the way I edit and the way I do things than I have in any other project. So long story short, it's nothing fancy. I didn't, you know, uh, I haven't really, you know, this wasn't something that I wanted to do throughout my whole life. It was just something that, I happened to be good at and just kind of fell into when I was doing something else. That is incredibly, that is incredibly awesome. Um, and glad that you're helping out, Emily. And it's, much, it's funny because the Rays play the Orioles. I hope you got the gold birds. Because all this series, we're going to be room for the birds. Gold birds, go! We want you to have a five-game winning streak when, we, when you beat Tampa. We want that out here in these streets. Uh, are you speaking with Stick? Hmm? Are you going to are, are you going to stand up right now and root for the Orioles and say that they will catch up their what are they thirty two games back and that they're going to make it? Oh, absolutely! No, 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 no! Absolutely not! I'm not crazy. I just want Baltimore to beat Tampa so the Yankees can the Yankees can close their ground of division. I, I, I'm not crazy. Baltimore, Baltimore is still a poverty franchise. 
But sticking with baseball, obviously the most important thing with baseball is at, um, at the end of the year, um, the collective bargaining agreement is going to be up between the players and the owners. Um, do you have confidence that we will have a collective bargaining agreement strike, or will we not have a 2022 season? I, I have confidence in absolutely nothing. That we we know, especially this year, for some reason, maybe with everything that's gone on, I am I am of the belief that you most likely will end up getting a strike. I don't think Manfred and the owners are going to go for a lot of the things that the players want, and vice versa. I don't think the players will, will want to deal with some of the things they want to keep in, like. You guys know how much, I mean, you've seen it with the breaking balls title and you see it from other people. The extra inning rule in the, in the tenth is just, I can't stand that. That's one of my one of the rules that I absolutely can't stand. Um, I want an electronic strike zone. I'd like to see that happen. Um, I, I, you know, listen, what's going to happen is, is that the players are going to want what they want, the owners are going to want, and hopefully they can come and we don't lose a a season over it or a quarter of a season, whatever happens, but I, I don't know. I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I, I think that the state of the game right now, there has to be some sort of changes, especially to continue working on the pace of play. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but these games are long, and there has to be some more motion. Well, that's, that's why, you know, they did this stupid, you know, man on second, and seven double headers, but that's that that stays in this year. That's that's not gonna go away. Listen, I I get it. The three of us, they got us. They got Emily. They got John. Where they're not they they're not losing us. So they're trying to do it for the 15, 20 year old, thirty year old something who needs the game to be two and a half hours. Usually. Throughout my whole time of baseball, the only time a game has been under two hours and five minutes or right around two hours is those rare days where where, where it's a matchups of aces and those aces gave up zero runs and the final score of the game was one nothing. Other than that, it's usually an hour for three innings. The average time of a game is probably three hours and forty minutes. So, you know, people have to understand if you're gonna watch baseball, that's what you have to be in for. And and another problem why a lot of people don't like baseball because they don't see them in it, right? It's it's a longer path to make the millions of dollars, right? So that's that's the problem. First of all, hockey, basketball, and baseball will never beat the football. People are just gonna have to understand that hockey is is mainly Canadians. B- basketball uh. basketball is mainly African American. Baseball is mixed between white and Hispanic, and and a little J- Japanese. It is it is what it is. It's true, but that's that's what it's all about. If you don't see yourself in there, how do you you know look to try to do it? Plus baseball. Is very expensive, man. If 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 I gave my mom truth serum and all the thousands of thousands of dollars 
from once I turned 8 to about 17 years old, going to tournaments every weekend, and different leagues, plus high school, we could have bought a third house. So, between cleats and helmets and gloves, multiple gloves, multiple bats, you know, I was, I was, I was buying new bats every four or five days, it seemed like. So, you know, you know, basketball's easy. A $34 ball, you know, 80, maybe $130 pair of shoes, that's it. Boom. You, you, you got that football, just, just the ball, and, and maybe if you have to buy equipment, maybe you spend $230, but that's a one-time payment, you know? Hockey may be a little more expensive, but one-time payment. So, that part is never going to change with baseball. So, I like what the Players Alliance is doing when when all these major league players go go to, you know, you know, un, underprivileged neighborhoods, provide stuff like that, do, do, do tournaments and stuff for the kids. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's going to make the game better. You know, as far as Major League Baseball, I mean, there's, there's no change in the project product and I hope they never move the mound back because if you move the mound back even by a fit a foot pitchers are used to 60 feet six inches so now if you go 61 feet and six inches may, maybe the really good ones can get around that maybe a few injuries they have to retrain their body but but look at Tyler glass now he 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 got hurt and, and you know what, he probably did get hurt because of the little stinky stuff. Because now each pitcher probably had to throw harder just to get more control. And, and you know, that's probably why Cole looked like shit his, his first couple times post-stinky stuff. Um, so, that's, that, that's, that's for that. I mean, and just quick sidebar to Max. Good, good congratulations for him. He's, he's going to be a assistant pitching coach and uh. I think San Bernardino. I, I think it was. So, so. I believe so. Yeah, I just, I just edited a segment for Breaking Balls about it. Yeah. So, so, so good for him. He, he, he really knows his stuff. And uh, you know, so, so that's with that. Um, I, I didn't expect you to answer a question because I was, I was about to dive into a quick side note off sports, and, and we'll come back to sports soon. But we're gonna do a little top five. So, oh God. top five movies. Now, to fill in the top five, if you don't have five sports or baseball movies, you can add regular movies into it. So, you, you can either do two, two top fives of just sports and just regular movies, or you can combine if you don't have enough sports. Okay. Well, top five, wait, not top five baseball movies. You're talking about top five sports movies, right? So, 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 it's, it's either or. If, if you have five baseball movies, that's that. If you have five sports movies, that's that. If, if you can list five sports and five regular movies, that's that. If you can't, then list them both together. It's, it's, it's whatever your top five is. Alright, well, in that case, my, you want me to list them all? I can do them all. Top five Go ahead. sports movies I can do. So I didn't know if you wanted to do them one at a time, you just want me to list them. Just list them. Okay. Alright, top five sports movies. Uh, I would say in no particular order because I don't know which one I would like best. But Major League, of course. 
I'm probably going to get booed for this because I, as you guys have heard on the podcast, most of the, at least John and Emily don't like it, but I like Field of Dreams. That's two. Uh, football movie Necessary Roughness. If you've never seen that movie, it was with Sinbad. Um, trying to think what would be another one. I like the movie Hoosiers. Oh, that's a um, great movie. Do- doesn't get talked about a lot. Fantastic movie. Yeah, that that was that was a really amazing basketball movie. <laughs> I like the I don't know how you guys did. You guys see the new Space Jam? I like the original Space Jam. I did. Um, he, he, uh, here's my thing. Um, I think I viewed them both as kids' movies. I think I love the original Space Jam. Um, me personally, I thought the new one was fine. I mean, it wasn't like oh my god, great, but you know. The Looney Tunes was the star of the show. Don Cheadle was amazing, but LeBron's son kind of stole the show. If if you want to add overall, Space Jam 1 was a much better product than Space Jam 2. Michael Jordan, Absolutely. much, much better actor than LeBron. I mean, you know, so, you know, the one the one thing I really liked about Space Jam 2 is it, they added classic cartoon characters in it. You saw the Jetsons, you saw Flintstones, you saw Iron Giant, you know, you you saw a lot of cartoon stuff that 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 people have have been seeing since the nineties when it was all Hanna Barbera. So that that was really exciting too. And 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 the kid who played LeBron's son, he did a really good job. So but but o- overall I think Space Jam was better. And and you know what? Maybe it's supposed to be like that. Maybe Space Jam 2 wasn't supposed to be like that, and LeBron was just trying to make a really good picture, you know? Yeah, it could be. I, I have nothing against him at all. I think that I think that for a modern, for modern movie, yeah. I mean, not like it was with the original. It, it was a different time. I personally grew up in that time, so for me, the original one will always be like, I don't like a lot of the remakes, because I just remember the original, but... Space Jam was number four, and number five, well, we're going to go hockey. Mighty Ducks. Oh, yeah, did you did, did you watch the Disney Plus series yet? Did I watch what? I'm sorry. Did you watch the Disney Plus series Mighty Ducks Game Changers? No, I did not. I did hear about it though. You should. They're making a season two, man. It's very very good. And and the Charlie Conway will be in some part of season two. So, you should get on season one when you can. Okay. I definitely will. I, I, I don't mind when they, they put it into TV shows like that. I, I'm always very curious to see what they do. And if they're bringing back someone from the original cast or a good chunk of it, I'd be, I'd be well interested. Now, see, I have different criteria because I have top five overall movies, top five sports movies, top five comic book movies. But for the purposes of this particular episode, I'm just going to do top five, my my personal top five sports movies. So, number, like, number, I'm going to go from five to one. Number five, um, because my list changes, it's not consistent, I will, I will say that right now, but number five, I'm going to go Miracle. Number four, I'm going to go My Ducks. Number three, I'm going to go Hoosiers. Hoosiers is a fantastic movie. Number two, number two, I'm going to go Remember the Titans. And number one, 
because it's a, it's, it has not changed. 42 with, with the late Chadwick Boseman as Jackie Robinson. Very good list. If, if I was doing a top five, again, it, it changes all the time. Um, and so haven't haven't watched much hockey movies, but you know it it be between Miracle Mighty Ducks and probably more Mighty Ducks over Miracle. You know all the whole the whole franchise is so funny, so good. The actors are awesome. For basketball, it's Glory Road, based on a true story. You know first first all ever black starting five in NCAA championship against Kentucky. Um. Bi- Baseball, so many great baseball movies, changes all the time, but you know what, Major League, and I also have to say, and a lot of people are not going to like this, but other than a couple of funny lines, I truly believe Sandlot, overrated. It's overrated. A A lot of people think that's the number one best baseball movie, uncontested, and you know what? That's wrong. Like, 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 just the other day, haven't seen it in a long time, I watched a little Big Leap. That's better than Sandlot. Rookie of the Year. That's better than Sandlot. And guess what? I'll say it too. Angels in the Outfield with Christopher Lloyd was better than Sandlot. So people can come at me. People can say, oh, you're just a boomer. What do you know? But listen, Sandlot is overhyped. Take take away him, he was a star, man. Ham Porter was a star. Take away him, that that movie's even worse. That's the only reason why I'll casually rewatch that movie. And 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 just to throw in a football movie, it's it's not popular. It's not it's not even in the top ten. I'm not naming remember the Titans because that's on everybody's top five sports movies. It's a great one. The replacement with Keanu Reeves. It's 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 very good. It also got the actor from from Hoosiers, Gene something. I'm blanking on I'm blanking on the last name. Gene Ackerman. There you go. There you go. And it's just it's just a very good, very well acted movie. Surprised you didn't say Rudy. You know what? That's that's a very popular one too. Um, but if. I'm not sure if you ever saw this movie, but I rewatched it again last week. Greater. It's on Netflix based on a true story. Okay? You you should check that movie out. When you watch that movie, you'll say it's better than Ruby. Mm, okay, definitely. I think, I think another movie that I really like, it, 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 it's, um, it's actually one of my, and I did watch this movie, and I actually got to get the consideration. I love Raging Bull. Raging Bull was fantastic. That was a fantastic movie. I got to be honest, I never saw it. Yeah, Raging oh, Bull is a classic. Oh my God, it's, 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 it's one of the most, you got to check it out, man. Raging Bull. Um, it's like Bull Durham, it's, it's a classic. Oh, I mean. Oh, oh Bull, Durham, Bull Durham is great. Susan Sarandon is is probably my top five female actresses of all time. But we have to mention also golf movies because we can't forget Caddyshack, for example. Caddyshack. Tim Cup. 
And another good golf movie. I'm I'm not sure if you guys seen it. It's with Shia LaBeouf. It's called The Greatest Game Ever Played. The kid in it, who who ends up being Shia LaBeouf's caddy, hilarious. But but it's all about them playing golf back in Boston a long time ago. You know, and 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 they and they and, and ended up playing at the Open. Shia LaBeouf comes from a poor blue collared family, and he just ends up because he loves golf. Lived right across the street from the big rich golf course. Need need a membership, and he just shocks the world. I've never seen that movie. It sounds familiar though. It the, sounds definitely the greatest familiar. game ever played. It is so good. By the way, Raging Bull, Robert De Niro, Martin Scorsese, Joe Pesci, a fantastic line of a fantastic lineup. Like you know, like based off of Jack Lamont's 1970 memoir called Raging Bull. So it's a really good boxing movie. I suggest, I suggest Nick when he gets a chance, go watch. You know what I will. Another good movie, also, which is a baseball movie and doesn't get talked about a lot either. Robert De Niro, Wesley Snipes, The Fan. The Fan, that's right. Robert De Niro is everyone's fan, that obsessed fan, just loves Wesley Snipes. You know, he's. He's supposed to be Barry Bonds in that movie, Wesley Snipes. And it's an awesome movie. But the greatest game ever played. You can watch it on Disney+. And the four of the things, it's, it's, it's under $4. YouTube, Vudu, Amazon Prime, and Google Play Movies and TV. But it's a 2005 movie. Very, very good. Shia LaBeouf, Stephen Delane. Elias Codis, so no, so Shia LaBeouf is the only known known actor in it. Um, but very good. I truly think both of you will like it. Awesome. Well, one question for you then: what is, what is the worst? Only picking one. What is the worst sports movie you've ever seen? The worst. Oh. Oh, you know what? Okay, so we had to stop. To, to really give a good answer, my worst regular, not a sports movie, but the worst sports movie that i ever seen, I said, I will never, ever see this again. You can't even pay me to see it again. And that is Cloverfield. And it it is one of those only movies where the, the, the second, the sequel is better than the first one. The sequel is Cloverfield something lame. It has John Goodman in it. He did a fantastic job. But Cloverfield sucked. And and another movie that comes close to that, Teen Wolf. The Teen Wolf oh, that was Teen, 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 Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox, I, I thought was great. Really? The second one without terrible. Michael J. Fox, same father but no Michael J. Fox, I thought that one sucked. Oh my god, Teen Wolf, man. I, half of my 
I'm trying to think. Where was that? I was in elementary school. I think half my elementary school just like turned over and just died when he said that. I remember when that movie came out. Everyone loved it. Anything with Michael J. Fox for the most part. You know, forget Back to the Future and Family Ties. Especially him surfing on the van. Man, that's hilarious. Like, like how you standing on top of the hood of the van and your homie's driving on the street. Like, come on, bro. Well, at the end of the day, what you're, what you're noticing, Nick, is that you're going to need to do a movie podcast. I think I think it's coming to it that you're going to need to do it. Definitely got oh, your time. Oh, man. Yeah, like, Maybe. It, I'll say this. When it, comes to, when it comes to movies, Nick is there doing movies. Like, I would do a separate podcast when it comes to, like, anime and comic books. I can do that. But, Nick, when it comes to movies, this man's a movie savant. And for me, the two worst movies I saw... The first one was that was MacGruber. I remember I, I remember I saw that thing that came out in 2011. I saw it, I was like, oh, this looks funny. I came in the theater and I was just like, nah, bro, nah, I'm not doing this shit at all. Fuck that. And then the second one, um, um, Mr. 3000, Bernie Mac. God against Bernie Mac, so, because I love Bernie Mac, but that movie was there. Well, for me, I mean, if you want to talk about a movie, I hate it. I mean, it was just, for me, it, if you don't, if you've never seen it, don't watch it because it's not worth your time. But it's a movie called Mars Attack. It's the only movie that I have ever literally got up and just walked out of a theater. And I love animation. I love sci-fi. I am as nerdy. I, I'm a Comic-Con kid. I, I, I'm as nerdy as you can get. And, but, but, there's a level that I can reach where it's like, are you just joking me here? And that's how I felt about that movie. And I, I remember just walking out of the theater and going, I'm done. That's it. So that's the, the one for me as far as a non-sports movie. Sports movies is a, a couple that I think are just completely cheesy. But we don't have to get into that. We have other things to chat about. But, yeah, the, there's just some movies that you just want to get up and walk out. Mars Attack, I was very, very little when, he, when I saw it, but I'll take your word for it. But you saying Mars Attack reminded me of a movie I really loved. Dan Aykroyd in Coneheads. I thought that movie was very underrated. So funny. It is. It's one of those underrated movies, but it was a comedy of the time. That's the thing. It's like nowadays, the kids see that movie, they're like, whatever, this is really cheesy. But for us, growing up, Coneheads was hilarious. It was an amazing movie. It was great. I mean, I believe it had Chris Farley in it too, man. It was, it was fantastic. Um... But, you know, we'll, we'll chop up to a movies more of another time. But here's, um, back to sports, and I know we have limited time with you, DJ, but here's here's my thing. I made, I made this on the reply tweet yesterday. I said the best teams in the American League are the Yankees, the Rays, and the Astros. Anybody else sucks. Do you agree with that? The Yankees, the Astros, Astros and the Rays. Rays. Everybody else is just terrible. Either they're mediocre, yeah. no, mediocre to, uh, to, to to trash. I mean, I feel like the, the most of the league is, lately has been trash. I think out of what, 30 teams, you have, what, 12 to 14 that are actually competing? And then if you're looking at just the Eastern Divisions, the National and the, uh, the National League and the American League, there's just, you know, there's just not a lot of competition. I have to agree with you. I mean, I can count on my hand, maybe uh, maybe both hands, because it's going to be like six, but there are really six teams that can really say year after year they're competing. And afterwards, they're just, you know, they have all these other teams where sometimes they are doing well and sometimes they're not. 
I agree with you. And Tampa Bay has been has been very interesting to see what they're doing and seeing their that they're keep kicking like the Giants are on the other coast, you know, with the Dodgers. It's the same idea. I cannot believe Tampa Bay has been winning as much as they have, but we've only got up what like two two and a half games for all the time we've won. Yep. Yeah, uh, 11 game streak, only game three game from the Rays because the goddamn Rays went 7 and 3. Any other time you go on 11 game streak, you're probably picking up 5 or 6. So that's why this streak, that, that's why it's very important to win tonight. You cannot lose tonight. Red Sox are probably not going to lose. They're up 5 2 in the bottom of the fifth. They have runners on the corners, two outs. So, we're about to let DJ go. Um, this has been, you know, uh, occasionally we'll, we'll, we'll veer off the path and, and talk about stuff other than sports. It's pretty good. So, the, the next time we get you on here, maybe, maybe it will just be a movie pod. Because, you know what, that, that honestly might have been my favorite part of tonight's pod. But, of course, we had to talk to Streak. You can't not talk about that. Um... But before you go and enjoy the rest of your night and watch the game, you know, promote breaking balls, promote yourself. And and one last question. What's what's the hardest part of of your work with doing breaking balls? Well, first of all, thank you guys for having me on. I was uh, I and thank you guys for your support also of, of Breaking Balls uh, since we've begun. Nick, I think you were one of the first callers of voicemail. And I, yeah, well, you know, you, yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, you guys, your support is always welcome as, as with all the callers and everyone who listens to the show and really appreciate it. It's one of the reasons why I came on. I normally don't do interviews. I, I, you guys have been there for us, so I'm happy to come on whenever you guys want me to. We can definitely talk about the, the off-season nerdy stuff we can talk about gaming and movies that's more of my you know my centric stuff I oh yo make james no, stay with that <laughs> yo you talking about gaming you talking yeah, about, talking about gaming we're talking about fps's and rpg and yo, we can talk about yo, let's go i've been i've been gaming just to give you an idea i've been gaming since basically the atari i've had every game system through most of the 80s and the 90s i still when i have time i still play to this day so that's my thing but Breaking balls, you asked a question about what's the hardest part of it, you know, what, what is the most intensive. You know what it is? It's just to make you, when you're an editor, when you're a sound editor, it's just whether I, I do it for a band, whether I do it for an orchestra, or whether I'm doing it for breaking balls, the, the hardest part of what I do is to make sure that whatever Emily puts hours into the research and everything, and so does John, and it's my job to take all that work and make sure that they sound not only good to the people who are listening, but make sure it makes sense. Make sure that all the parts fit together. And I, I would definitely say that's probably the hardest thing that I do as an engineer, because that you know, whether it's the music that you bring me or whether it's the podcast that you want me to edit, to get it out to the public, to make sure I do a good job, that where the final product sounds like them and everything fits, that's the hardest part, I would say, with what I do. And uh, you, uh, just to promote the podcast, it's uh, every Thursday we release a new show during the uh, during the baseball season, and I think we're going to go back to the old schedule in the winter season. But we release one every day, whether uh, every week, whether there's baseball or not. The 
DJ, man. Thank you for coming on. Um, thank you so much for, for making my day with the nerdy stuff, man. You just 